Welcome to the Mad River Anthology. I'm Tim Ayers. Tonight we take a look at the local poetry slam scene, which takes place at the Accident Gallery in Eureka. My assignment as one of the judges puts me at a table in front of a crowd with large numbers and cards to hold up, sort of like Olympic style, 7.5, Though in reality anything lower than a 9, and the judges are booed. Brad tells us we're doing a good job. Ignore the booze. We're picking out the best people. The young woman next to me leaves during the break and is replaced by someone who introduces herself as a no-holds-barred cage fighter. Amateur, she says, but I'm going to turn pro soon. Bottle of beer in her hand. The live band of drums and sax plays between poems while the judges figure out their scores and everyone prepares their reaction. As a performer, you must fill the three minutes well and have your material memorized for maximum points. And on this night, a team of four were being selected for a national competition. Brad Wilson and Vanessa Pike made that team. Poetry as competition on this edition of the Mad River Anthology. Well, Slam Poetry was founded in 1980 by a poet named Mark Smith in Chicago at the Get Me High Lounge. And it's been blown up as a phenomenon across the country. People are teaching it in schools and are having open mics. And we caught on through our friend Therese Kesslin. And she did a youth team and took seven poets to New York City where we had the opportunity to perform and um, be at the Apollo Theater, which was a great experience for us. And so it inspired Brad and I to start um, the adult team and continue on by doing the Accident Slam the second Thursday of every month. And a slam is where your poetry is judged on a scale between one and 10, 10 being the highest and one being the lowest. And you can win things, or in this case, you were able to be a part of the Humboldt Slam team, which Brad and I um, made, thank God. Otherwise, if we wouldn't have made the team, it would have been embarrassing since we started it here. So, <laughs> Now, the, what's the slam part? Is it the competition? Is it the attitude? Uh, is it the rhythm? Or what's going on with the slam? Well, from what I understand, um, the man who founded it was actually a construction worker. Okay. And... He wanted some sort of adjective that would get his friends to show up uh-huh. to the events that he was holding. So he tried to combine poetry and baseball and exciting words, and he just kind of formulated slam. Like he just uh, created that that okay. word to describe what it was that he was doing. To I trick see. the audience into listening. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Now, there is a certain style to it. I know people say it's Certainly. there's the, a rhythm or kind of a, you know, uh, self-expression that uh, a lot of people attach to slam poetry more than regular just read poetry. Um, would you say there's something to that? Or? Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, I would say that the typical slam poet is... Um, starts out kind of slow, kind of sl- a little slower, and then they get sort of mad, and then they get you with one line in the end, and then the audience is like, Mah! you know, so it definitely seems like there's a little formula to it. However, yeah. Brad and I try to stay away from that. Uh-huh. 
and stay creative with it. But when we were at the competition this summer, we definitely saw the mm. formula being played out where you grab your audience, you make them laugh, mm. and then you hit them with something serious. And then in the end, you say just one line. But there's definitely um, a rhythm to it that, that gets people's attention. It's definitely not just going up and reading your poem on the page because a mm -hmm. lot of people fall asleep when you do that. So really it's it's the the point is to get a response rather than Definitely. saying maybe another poetry reading where thoughtful silence would be enough. Yeah. It's more like you want you want reaction from you a crowd. You want reaction. Yeah. So you're going to do anything you can in your 3 minutes, literally anything that you can in your 3 minutes to to have the audience go crazy. There was one in particular where we were watching the the team pieces in Madison and the poet was um, talking about swimming and how he was such a fast swimmer. And then there were two um, young women standing beside him and they were they were making the motions of swimming. And then he's like, and then I'm off. And it turns out that he's a sperm swimming around yeah. and all these poets ran across the stage and they were all talking about how lucky we are to be alive and to be sperm, but it's got complete tens. Whereas Brad and I, I don't know how much we necessarily liked that piece. I mean, but. The actual like language and all of those things kind of just go out the window. Mm -hmm. So you guys try to balance that out and you're conscious of that, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we we definitely put content into our poetry and, and look at it as a craft um, more so than an entertainment. I wanted to write a poem about girlfriends and endless waste, separating legs, a world of imploding lust time bombs. We stand ticking with our hearts in endless sweat over tribal hip-hop poetry. I am constantly crushing over easy desert smiles and the kind of winks that look you up and down in a moment. I want to kiss you because I know that it will taste like melted chocolate ice cream. And yes, I am screaming again for that stranger that calls himself hip hop. I am using this poetry to remember stories. I wanted to write about those slant rhymes and how when you called, it rang three times and your voice answered an unwelcome hello. You were DJ dismissive, hip-hop explicit. You had sugar honey arms that wrapped around women with hips. You endangered me with your independent lifestyle. I must remember that humans communicate with every vibration and that is why OM Oh, it's the seed of the universe. Baby, I want some more A, B, rhyme schemes, and we are not ready to die because I don't need these words to dictate my destiny. I need time to make love with other minds. I am tempted to kiss a highway of your constant thoughts because you brought the living out of me. I think, yes, knocking is easy. Letting yourself in is the hard part. There is a hunger in my stomach, a windmill where I have lost friends and lovers. If only we could speak with tongues that were unkempt like beats thrown against thighs and pink breath. We are becoming what our ancestors told us not to. The melancholy draperies of winter that won't allow us to dance. So what is holding us back from living these godly temptations? Because if I feel hard like this every time on unpaved roadways, I would still gather myself presentable for you. 
So won't you speak to me like the gangs of misdemeanor jazz notes? Won't you come to me every Thursday like this? Unshaven, intelligence, Berkeley sold crumbed mouth asleep, pickpocketing tomorrows, climbing the temple in my hair to heaven. I have realized that I am waiting on an answer from a stranger that calls himself hip-hop. So why don't you guys, uh, why don't you give me a little bio? I am from this area. I went to McKinleyville High and I started doing slam poetry in particular in Marsha Melky's uh, open mic at the library where I met Therese Kesslin and developed a friendship with her and, and won quite a few of the slams. I moved to Kansas and worked for the Battered Women's Task Force after I graduated from high school and was really moved by the idea of empowering women through creativity. Um, and I, f I felt like the best thing that I could do was to return to where I come from and and implement that in my community. So I was then involved uh, on the youth team where I went to New York in 2005 and then founded the Accident Slam and I've also self-published three books and received two grants from the Humble Area Foundation to teach poetry in the high schools. And Brad and I will also start teaching at the Juvenile Hall in Eureka um, this fall, which is really exciting. So that's what I've been doing. Well, that's interesting you, you point out your history there because I could hear that in your, in your poetry, your slams, for sure. Good. I mean, that, that uh, you know, you, you, you're very powerful in your... You uh, perform kind of first-person uh, dialogue from those, probably from characters you've met, right? Mm -hmm, definitely. And uh, and uh, you do a really good job. So I can I can see that now that you pointed that out. Thanks. Interesting. Interesting. How about you, Brad? Well, I grew up in a town called Placerville. It's about halfway between Lake Tahoe and Sacramento in the foothills of California. Let's see. I started doing slam poetry. I went to the collegiate. Well, I didn't go. I um, spectated at the collegiate <laughs> uh, slam nationals in Berkeley in 2004 and, or maybe even 2003. And uh, I was totally inspired. I was like, wow. And then I just kind of um, locked myself in an attic for like six months <laughs> and just worked <laughs> on it and developed a style. And, and then I came up here in 2004 and uh, I started the uh, Poetry League on Humboldt campus, the HSU Poetry League. I did that for a few years, and that's how I met Vanessa and Therese and the youth team that went to New York and all of that. Um, we also did our first show together, I believe, here on campus, Howl, the 50th oh, yeah. anniversary right. of Allen Ginsberg, and mm -hmm. we all became a character and <laughs> acted as that character and performed their poetry, and that was probably the first time Brad and I started working together. Mm -hmm. But we met at um, Poets on the Plaza. We met at Poets oh, on right. the Plaza. Yeah. My poetry style is not really um, the stereotypical slam poet style. And so when we went to Madison, I was kind of like... Um, maybe like an impressionist painter at a realist show. <laughs> this, is a, this is a piece that I did at Nationals. Pip, pop, purple, polka dotted, pony, porpoises, home, enormous, 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 bit bear, a bit boredom, in the bombarda, Bavarian, barbarian, baron, preparing, burbling, barren, mind, that he can't, Berry, bar, 
Lullaby. He's just got a lament and let life lie, climb high up in the pitted pits of pretty penny paraplegic allegiance to the parent parent parody apparently a parabolic pilates palace the persian puppin pugnant dunce don't know the don't doubt down dead a dashboard data delay relay display day date and time or debate within my biosphere here, near and far, there, barely visible, buried, bare bank, barrack, backboard, battle, a backward, bat out of hell, abandoned, bell, free, bell, hell, bit, big ball, point, coats in the note, and don't dodge, a dank dose of dopamine, don't dull the daunted diction, dance of a tribal man's emancipation. Impatient, poly, cannon, calling, melly, medallion, malleable, babble, ballads abound around a malleable mound of astounding sound, science. Split silence and find out I'm inside it. Slit eyelids and find out I'm on stage. Oh, shit. Well, since I have your attentions, there's some things I'd like to say. My intentions are simple. Sequence to attempt to test the treacherous chasms of sent asunder sanity spasms bent and blundered, battered me, blasphemous passages, ashes to ashes. This all has to make sense. Hence, harmoniously melded, molten, melted, morphologically wicked, welded, liquid, intelligent, descent and phonetics has finally found its climax. Aboard this Ear this here and now weird talents of an outbound sojourner sound journeys onto those oddities of audios modifications and feats of fluidity flu fluently free speech debris has me confused Ma why the seas look rough this evening aren't you glad that we've been abducted? Re-up, took up over grammatical bounds and pound our own rhythms. It stuck, spark, and blow torch through microphones, cords as coarsen aortas flushing fluid through hillscapes to excavate the history of love. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> it's that different. Somewhere between... Uh... You know, kind of rapping, spoken poetry, and like pure sound poetry. Yeah, I've always been more of a sound poet. I never write a poem. I always talk a poem. It's much more of just kind of an improvisational process of me making noises and building on these soundscapes. Mm-hmm. And that's just always kind of like the style that that I've adhered to. And for a while I was conflicted and I was like, you know, I should be doing things that are actually about something and then I never liked anything that I wrote and then I was just like well whatever this is this is what I do so I might as well just do it so right well it's very unique it was really it's good. unique <laughs> yeah one of the one of the ways that uh, you provide extra entertainment I noticed when I was asked to judge was that you you have everybody boo the judges yeah <laughs> we do to, yeah and I noticed that when, when I was judging, I got most of the booze, I, and, and they were led by you, Vanessa. I, I uh, no comment, no. no so well, that's part of the scene, right? It's part of the scene. It I is. mean, they yeah. lay it out at the beginning of the slam, you know, and um, 
basically the judges are supposed to adamantly put their opinions out there and absolutely judge what they think the poem should get, whether it be a five or a nine or a seven or whatever. And that's their job. And the job of the audience is to try and change their mind. And that's the dynamic. That's so. That's if we're if we're booing so. you, then we're letting you know that the next score, hopefully, you're going to be a little bit higher. And and, mm. but consistency is also important. So, and I think I was probably booing you because I was the MC, and you have to be kind of entertaining as the MC and exciting and wild. Or, I, I actually enjoyed it. I, I, I thought the <laughs> scene was really fun. Good. And I think the booing added to it. Uh, not everybody <laughs> there probably thought. I know we lost at least one judge during a break once, and I wondered if she was just had to leave or if she just didn't dig the booing part or Some didn't get it. the humor of it maybe, but I, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, I enjoyed showing my Laurel score and getting a boo and then holding it up <laughs> saying, that's right, you know, that's right. My score was the lowest, you know. Um. We'd started the accident slam specifically with the intention of formulating a slam team to go to nationals and represent Humboldt County whittled down all the talent in the county to four slam poets that were going to represent Humboldt County. Uh, Mischief Mike, Lorena Boswell, Brad Wilson, and Vanessa Pike, Pike Verdiak. He doesn't know my last name. I did not know this. <laughs> I always say V. <laughs> and it's on the radio, which is a weird place to confess that, but you know. In front of everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been studying all day, and my head is full of calculus. Boy, dude, you might yeah, get right. slammed later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about a slamming? It's a game. And so there we were in the middle of August in Madison, Wisconsin, all the way from Humboldt County, and nobody knew who we were or had ever <laughs> even heard of Eureka, California, or anything like that. You know, it was uh, 60 teams from yeah. all over the nation. There was like three or four teams from New York area and all over California and major metropolitan areas. And some of these teams would come with entourages of like 20 people. We came just the four of us. So that really affected our scores huh. quite a bit because we would go up there and you, you play the game by having your friends cheer for you really loud because that dramatically affects your scores. Oh. So when we would go up, it would be dead quiet. Crickets. No one would clap. So we really? and and that's that's a part of the game and it, yeah, it was being hard. Just a newbie, you know. Yeah, and not having anybody know you. So we would we would kill it. Like we would do our best performances huh. we've ever done. And I mean, we would we'd get like pretty average scores, I would say, mm -hmm. but to have no one clap for you was like hard yeah. uh, you know it was hard to be like wow i feel i feel really good and i feel like we're on the same page you know yeah. as these poets but they're just trying to win and they're trying to get recognized so um that was hard to accept it's a little weird to me uh, you know I, I understand that you'd you want people there to support you and all that but the fact that you know well what if the other folks are good wouldn't you give it up for them like it's a little clannish. Uh, it's yeah. very yeah, odd. Yeah, yeah. Like, to me, that's what exclusive. the thing is. You're getting together for something, and mm -hmm. it's almost like competition has become more important at, at that than than the event, like which that. is you're getting together to express yourselves. Because that's what I got about uh, about the accident slam was that you know there's a real sense of as my friend said. I mean, there's a who's a poet. You know, there's a uh, a wide range of quality and 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 stuff. But you know, people could be doing a lot worse things. Young kids on a on a Friday night or Thursday night or whatever than getting together and reading poetry. Mm -hmm. And it seems like everybody's really supportive of each other. It's really, really sensed about it. Yeah, that's know? certainly something that we've tried to foster um, yeah. through that venue. And um, 
definitely just having a place for people to come and outlet and that's a that's a huge part of it for us uh, we met a lot of amazing poets that understood us and accepted us much more than the judges mm-hmm. um, uh, we were probably we were one of the most different. unique teams <laughs> yeah. I would say and we one got a lot of props diverse. from Chicago and a lot of other teams that really appreciated us and so we're actually gonna have part of the team from Chicago come out in mm-hmm. February to our slam and perform and oh, that's a really great thing mm-hmm. you know for yeah. us so. but not all good stories involve the people who made it through to the final team and that leads us to Philip Moore I'm from Compton California in Los Angeles East Compton it's a street called Killing in Bradfield it's, it's by the Linwood High School um, I grew up there for several years, uh, raised by my mom and my grandmother. Um, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a, tr- it was a trying time. Um, lots of things that could have been um, the deciding factor for me being here right now. Right. Um, right. So it was, a, it, w- it was a tough childhood, but I mean, it's not as bad as people think it is, you know. Like, um, Compton has its downside and it has its good side, too. A lot of, lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge out in the streets. Um, Definitely help you grow into a man. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, what brought you up here? My my brother, he um he he went to school up here. Mm. He's actually at CR. Uh huh. And um, for personal reasons, he decided to go back home, and um, he went back home to Sacramento. So I just decided to, I decided to come back. Out. I just said, you know, I'll go out there and try it out. Yeah. See how it is, you know. And it's it's been pretty wonderful so far. Yeah. 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 I was watching um I was watching TV and I always see that they have um like rappers on there. It's like I'm not a conscious rapper, I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a gangster rapper, not a backpacker, you know. And I was yeah. just like, you know, you don't really have to be all that, you know, because mm. this is what I do, yeah. this is what I give, and it's, it goes something like this. I spit consciousness to those who fear it. Open the eyes of the blind so they have a chance to see it. The sound of my voice travels through the ears of the deaf so they can hear it. This may be the same rigmarole you've heard before. The kid from the city of angels where demons were halos. And you murdered by your own folks. But with all the sounds of drive-bys in your sleep, chain shackled to my family's arms and feet, I speak through those who stood where I stand. Read the soul of a man by shaking his hand. Fret not for in this hip-hop recession. Though we've slipped into an aging depression, the 90s state of rhyme through me has come back to the present. I give mind, body, and soul these shoulders, boulders they hold. And I ain't King Arthur pulling the sword from the stone, but I'm walking this road, whether we together or I'm alone. Cool. That was nice. Yeah, thank you. I like the, uh, I like that you're, uh, like you say, you're thinking about stuff, and uh, you say you've learned from where you've been, and and uh, trying to go somewhere different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. That, yeah. Always. Um. Always trying to trying to make right. You know. Um. Like I mean, I'm I'm currently attending CR right now for mm-hmm. um, majoring in psychology and minoring in business. All right. It's like what's your bad? You got to have your good. And right. I'm that good, hopefully, and you know, and I hopefully I keep doing what I do, and that people love it and, and they cherish it because it's it's for them. Right. It's for them. Right, right. So, tell me about the uh, the night on the semifinals, uh, and and what went down there. Well, Set it up. You came straight from work, right? Yeah. Well, um, at that time, I was working at Mervin's um, down in Eureka at the uh-huh. Bayshore Mall. And I, I think I was. They actually let me off early. 
they let me off early because I told them I was going to a poetry slam, and that was really important. That's the policy at Mervyn's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a fluke. It was a fluke, you know. They, I got the time off, and I'm, I'm very grateful for them for giving me that time. Yeah. Um, and you know, I went I went straight to the poetry slam, uh, straight to the Accent Gallery on C Street. I got there, and you know, what do you know? I had to be the first one to go up. <laughs> oh man. As you said, you had your badge on, right? Yep, I have. A, I I forgot. I had to take it off and put it in my pocket. I was like, "Oh man, you know." I, I was honestly, I wasn't prepared. I mean, you know, I yeah. I had tried to memorize a little bit of um of it, and I thought I had it, but you know, there's a difference between memorizing out loud and memorizing in your head. You think yeah. when you memorize in your head that it's already going to be there, right. but you know, no practice, and that's what happens. You make a fool of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um. And you got slammed on scores, mm -hmm. of which I was one, sadly. No, 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 no. So we were all yeah, rooting yeah. for you. We yeah. all, we all wanted you to do well. We're all into it, but yeah, but you know, I, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a there's a there's a certain um a certain a certain level you should perform at, and, and at that time I didn't perform at that level when I first went, mm -hmm. and so I you know I understood, and that's and I said to the crowd, I say you know if I mess up on this first one, I'll get y'all back on the last one. Don't right. worry, <laughs> I'll end it off right. Right, and you know, and um. Lord willing, I did. You know, I mean, it was um, it was a, it was a tough first round. You know, it was it was a tough first round. I was I was pretty I was angry that I missed um, mm. a lot of stuff. You know, and um, and so what was it like uh, having to wait then to go last? And what what went through your mind the rest of the the time there waiting? Oh, the whole time, the whole time was uh, what was going through my mind was. What am I gonna say to shut this show down? <laughs> I was, that was that was pretty much that was pretty much exactly what right. I was thinking. You know, I mean, I was thinking I, I had another one that I wanted to do, uh -huh. and I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know that uh, that would be nice, you know. Mm. And then I was like, you know, just go out there and just just leave it out, you know, just just right. let it all out. And I turned to um, one of my good friends, Josh, and I say, you know, I was like, it's over. I was like, once I get up there, it's over, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to rock the house. All right. And um, and you know, yeah, I did. You know, like yeah. I, I got up there at the at the everybody. I, I was more comfortable, you know. And um, I think I, I think I uh, I took off my hoodie and I was like, I gotta shed my fears real quick, y'all. Yeah. And uh, you threw and, it down on the yeah. stage and it was like everybody was like, whoa, this is serious. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was it was kind of it was like um, I, I figured that. If I'm ever gonna have that moment to shine and to and to and to do what I'm there to do, then you know this is the time. You mm -hmm. know, you know, bless the mic, definitely. Um, give knowledge, just giving background and insight on my life and things that I've had to go through. Um, you know, growing up, growing up in the hood. You know, it was it wasn't the funnest times, but it has. It, like I said, it had its ups and downs. Um, I learned a lot, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. It made me a better man. To see all the things I've seen, um, you know, I mean, and I had to, I threw a couple personal stories in there, like a couple, couple family members of mine have been, um, rest in peace. They've, they've been, been either murdered or they passed away, you know, and um, had some, had some family members that were, that were on, on, um, on drugs, you know. So I mean, I just let it all out there, mm -hmm. and I still, that's, <laughs> I still remember that to this day, you know. Like I remember, I remember exactly how it is. Like I can't explain it. But I remember it. I remember exactly how um, 
uh, happened that night. I was just, like turning to the turn to the crowd. I was like, "Can I kick it?" And it was like, "Yes, you can." I was like, "Yeah." That's right. Before you before you started, yeah. you did this call and response to build up your courage. Yeah, and, you, you and know, get going and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you did an amazing job. And and then of course the crowd when you're done. Yeah, I mean, you knew what you had done, huh? Yeah, you know, like my my, I just left it out there. I was like, this is a freestyle. I was like, that that ovation, just you know, like it's gonna forever keep me motivated in what yeah. I'm doing. It's gonna keep me going. Yeah, well, I know. Uh, put a smile on our faces, and the judges like, I I was dying to give you a ten. <laughs> I know it was one guy. It was that. It was one guy who just did not. He did not want to give me a ten. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I didn't even squeezed. notice the place was so loud and crazy. Was there one person? Huh? Yeah. It's it's interesting because it's a, it's a subjective thing. But mm-hmm. I mean, man, that that wasn't terribly subjective. That was just like it just happened. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't wait to hold up the score. And <laughs> everybody was going nuts, and it was very cool. It was just like made to me. It made the the whole experience worthwhile. <laughs> and I told a lot of people that story. Right on. Right on. So uh, you've got some uh, work you brought. Do you have that first one you did? All right, well, yeah, I found um, I found the one I did oh, that really? night. Yeah, oh, cool. So it's, uh, it's called My Mind. Uh, I sat politicking with these cats around the way, some kids I knew from a younger age. I tell them, my mind moves the sand, wisdom writes testaments, oceans are the ink, trees are the pencil, skies are my tablet of life, so read my stories. Countless numbers flock to hear my message while I'm constantly flurried by life's testaments to pass its test in. When my eyes open to the universal wisdom, temptations to show what hurts within them, past, present, future, saw through my third eye, a mansion of the future across the street from my past projects. And through the riches of torture, my beauty projects, skin as deep as chocolate, with no money in his brain's pants but deep pockets, the fields await to be grazed, planting the seeds of truth, cause... To go insane, a plateau of beauty with sunrise of life on the horizon. But with the sunset, I know one of my fam is dying. My premonitions are a rendition of my newborn powers. Through the visions clouded by the smoke out of the fall of the two towers. But I overstand physical limitations as a battle with Satan. As I splatter patterns of poetic eloquence. Muttering, bones shuddering, utterances, they flutter and twitch. While this tongue twisting, school skipping, fl- finger flipping. Never gave a damn boy, but now of his own thrown stones he's tripping. With an unreal Midas touch I turn gold. With a heart cold and a stone and stone cold. Sees the beauty when his works speak. And promises to the words he keeps. To build his vocabulary. And to any Harvard scholar, this man's an unbeatable adversary. I stand before you giving my soliloquy that instills the Goliath inside the David of me. So as my mind moves to sand, wisdom writes testaments, oceans are the ink, trees are the pencil, Skies of the Towers of Life. This is my story. That was great. <laughs> Thank that you. Was really good. So we said it right. Mm-hmm. We got it out there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. You know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy about it that. Was full cause, circle. Because that was um. Because you know that, that that still bugs me. It still yeah. bugs me till now that really? um, mm. that I messed up on that. You know, yeah. I, I tried. <laughs> I tried. Well, you know, but going back to what you said, which is the good and the bad, you couldn't have had that the big ending mm-hmm. without that. Yeah, that's Which, true. Without that struggle, right? That's true. It Much is true. like your life, it's all mm-hmm. condensed into that one night mm-hmm. of a poetry slam. Because mm-hmm. I remember I, I looked for most of the people who were there who had performed to say hi afterwards. Mm-hmm. 
And I certainly made a point to go up to you because, and I wanted, and I, I don't know if you remember what I said, but I went up to you and I said, "You're the comeback kid, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the story of the night, you know." Mm-hmm. And uh, but I guess maybe you couldn't have had quite the same story if it yeah. hadn't have been, you know, a struggle early mm-hmm. on, right? Almost oh, definitely, um, definitely. Like, um, I I doubt that I probably would. It would probably been anticlimactic if I was, <laughs> if I came on last after having a good starting performance. You know, yeah. I mean. I probably, I probably most likely would have still, would, I would have gotten a spot on the poetry team, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, I'm more glad that that the the people in the audience got got a better showing for the end than me making the team, you know. Well, uh, Philip, thanks for being on the Mad River Anthology. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I feel blessed right now. I really do. been listening to Vanessa Pike, Brad Wilson, and Philip Moore from the Accident Gallery Slam Poetry Shows. What we're going to be doing now is called the Accident Lab, and poets from the community will have the opportunity to share original spoken word pieces with the accompaniment of music. Uh, We will have a band hopefully um, an upright bass, drums, and guitar. And we are looking for musicians if you'd like to volunteer your time and play with some amazing poets in the community. And this will be the second Thursday of every month at 8 o'clock. The next one will be November 13th. Uh, We will also be doing a viewing of the video that Brad and I made in Madison, Wisconsin on October 28th, which is a Tuesday at 8 o'clock. All of these events are at the Accident Gallery in Eureka, 210 C Street in Old Town by Chapalas. So you can contact us um, at A Reason to Listen, that's our collective's name, all one word, at india.com, or you can contact us on MySpace, myspace.com backslash A Reason to Listen, all one word. Um, And another event that we have coming up, Therese and I have published um, our third book, Each of Us, singly, and that will be October 24th on a Friday at Northtown Books at 7.30. We'll be doing readings of the book and discussing the process. It should be very interesting. If you have questions or comments about this program, please call our listener comment line at 826-6089. The Mad River Anthology airs the second and fourth Sundays of the month at 10 p.m. and is produced for KHSU located at Humboldt State University in Arcata, California.